Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the 30 Days of Miracles podcast. I'm Felicia Michelle, and I will be sharing personal experiences of miracles in my life, as well as walking through biblical miracles in scripture. We'll take a look at how God uses people and the delivery of miracles and how you can be a part of it, how you can be present and available to encounter or be a part of miracles by learning to listen and converse with God. So becoming kingdom-minded and encountering his presence and kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So today for day 13 of this series, I want to talk to you about a little adventure. I have a lot of God hikes, <laughs> a little adventure on a hike where I probably couldn't get back into my car if it weren't for this miracle that really came through in the nick of time. So without much ado, let's get started. So I had mentioned these God hikes I went on before, but for this hike, and just in case you're popping in a different time and in a different point in this series, I'll kind of give you a recap or do a recap of why I would go on these hikes. So I would go on these, what I call God hikes, because while I liked hiking for exercise, this hike, I refrained from doing that and getting my heart beat up and running and all that good stuff. And I would just hike up to a really cool spot that, well, you know, where I was alone and I could pray and read my Bible and hear from God and spend the afternoon with him. So on one of my God hikes, I actually had a friend come with me and she was interested in doing the same thing. So she came with me, we go all the way up the mountain, we come back down, we get to my car and I don't have my key. I had it when I was hiking, no idea where it went. So I was like, you know, no problem. I can just run up this trail and go find it. The only thing is, I was like, I got to run. You stay here and wait by the car. I have to run because it's getting dark. And so she's not really much of a runner. Well, she wasn't a runner at all. And so I was like, I'm going to have to really make this faster. I'm not going to see it. And so I ran all the way up to where we were. It was not there. I even looked in the receptacle that had like doggy bags in it not fresh ones. It was so gross because I was like, maybe it's in there because I bought my dogs. So it wasn't there. She's waiting with the dogs. I'm running back and I'm like, I'm just going to pray about this. You know, I actually ran all the way back to it, right? And it was nowhere. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just pray real quick and I'm going to go run back up and I'm just going to pray that I run far enough up and he's going to, you know, I've looked everywhere along the path. Okay. I'm like, I'm just going to pray that he's going to put it back on the path. So I'm running down and I'm just looking at the path, scanning left to right. And lo and behold, that car key, which is black, like a little black bob, is right there in the middle of the path. Like I would have seen it before. I probably would have ran on it. So I pick up my fob and then I jog all the rest of the way back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's here. And it wasn't there when I went up. It wasn't there when I came down. It wasn't there when I went up again. And it's there. I didn't even go far up like the next time, right? I just kind of went like, a, I don't even know, maybe a quarter of the way back up. And there was my key fob. Sure enough, it came through in a miraculous way. You know, God has created, you know, a never any supply of things to the Bible, like, you know, all kinds of oil or the fish in the loaves, um, you know, turn things into other things. They've transformed and it was just amazing because this thing didn't transform, right? But the key thing here is just that something that didn't exist was given or created. And he meets our needs. 
and gives us what we need when we don't have it previously. So I would love to start with the story of the widow's olive oil. If you go to 2 Kings chapter 4, we'll start there. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take away my two boys as his slaves, or take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask just for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all of the jars, and as each is filled, pour it, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. So in a similar fashion, as the key was provided, so something was given that was not there previously, more is given of something that was minimally there previously here, right? Something was given when they, when they were desperate and in need. And they really had to see God come through to get them through this situation. And so he multiplied that oil versus putting it back into a place. He put it into a new place, right? So he put the oil really back into that same jar, but into new jars as well. If you move forward just a little bit, I mentioned previously about Jesus and the loaves of fish and the bread, but I want to actually tell you about Elisha feeding the hundred instead of the 5,000. Okay. So in second Kings, still chapter four, but verse 42, moving forward a little bit, a man came from Baal bringing the man of God 20 loaves of barley bread baked from the first ripe grain, along with some heads of new grain. Give it to the people to eat, Elisha said. How can I set this before a hundred men? His servant asked. When Elisha answered, give it to the people to eat, for this is what the Lord says. They will eat and have some left over. Then he set it before them and they ate and had some left over according to the word of the Lord. Elisha was just an amazing prophet, and he heard the Lord clearly. And obviously, God provided, again, something from nothing or something from minimal, and he gave what was not there previously. So only miraculously could you feed a 100 people (laughs) from this quantity. And if you move forward to Matthew, it's a very similar story. So I'd love to read now the story of Jesus feeding the 4,000 plus women and children, which who knows, maybe it was 5,000. Matthew 15 chapter, or excuse me, verse 29. Jesus left there and went along the Sea of Galilee. Then he went up on a mountainside and sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. 
The people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the crippled made well, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, or they may collapse on the way. His disciples answered, Where could we get enough bread in this remote place to feed such a crowd? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied, and a few small fish. So he has seven loaves and a few small fish. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them out to the disciples, and they in turn to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was 4,000 men, besides women and children. After Jesus had sent the crowd away, he got into the boat and went to the vicinity of Mag- Magadan. So I'm like, what? how many did he feed? Like 5,000, 6,000, but here's the thing. 4,000, just the men alone, right? From seven loaves of bread and a few fish. Miraculous provision. Miraculously creating something simply out of the small amount that was there. So in all of these examples, whether it's creating or relocating or providing something right in the middle of that trail or multiplying something, providing much, much, much more than there was, he cares so much about us. And what reminds me of this is a story of the parable of the wandering sheep. And I'm going to end with this one. So go forward to Matthew 18, verse 10, the parable of the wandering sheep. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, okay, children, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly, I will tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. He really despises causing little ones to stumble. But what I want to highlight here is just even out of the 99 that he has, he notices the one. So when we're going without and we need provision, right? Or we need, hey, there's, I just need you to help me. There's no way out of this. I need your light, right? Shine on the path. Or I need you to notice where my key is and have someone put it back. I need you to physically move it back or move it into a place I can see it. Whether I need you to provide something that wasn't there or wasn't in this spot or location or whether you multiply the thing, there's something I greatly need. And I know that you see me in the midst of all these things. You see me individually and what the problem I have is, what the lack or the need is. And I think that's kind of the common theme that runs through all of these um, examples. So I'm going to leave you with a couple of scriptures. I hope that blesses you and that'll be it for today. Alrighty. So I would love to give you a couple of verses about finding things, whether it be a way, whether there is no way, items or things in the spirit, spiritual realm, right? And providing things that we ask for. So in Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And Luke 9 says it like this. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you, right? 
So there's different, um, from different perspectives, different renditions. And if you move forward to Matthew 7, 8, it says, for everyone who seeks, everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. And then if we move forward just a little bit to 1 Samuel 9, 20, it says, ask for your don- as for your donkeys, which were lost three days ago, do not set your mind on them for they have been found. And for whom is all that is desirable in Israel? Is it not for you and for your father's household? And he talks about it again in 10.2 of 1 Samuel. When you go from me today, then you will find two men close to Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin. And they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And behold, your father has ceased to be concerned about it. Cease to be concerned about the donkeys and is anxious for you saying, what shall I do about my son? And I think this highlights just nicely kind of, you know, goes along with this. It highlights nicely that he already knows where it can be found. He knew where the key could be found. He knows where the things that you need are and he can provide them. And it says in another verse, do not worry about anything, right? So even the birds of the air don't worry, right? And I think it's important to know when it's time to look, when it's time to rest, to pray, and let him tell you or provide something. And he already knows where it can be found. All right, thanks for listening today. And I will be here again with this series tomorrow.